and it says, You, therefore, my sons, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And that's what we do. We raise up disciples so that they can teach other people. And that's what we're going to do here tonight. It's called Disciples in the Making. And so we got some young guys who came in here. They were hungry and, 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 and wanted to learn more about God. And they started to learn more and, and do things. And we, and we allowed them to be able to come up here and preach the word. And so what I want you guys to do is just to say amen and just give them some, some love and, and, and encouragement. Because I know it's difficult being up here talking in front of people. And so we need you guys to just full of, be full of the Holy Spirit and just lift them up and give them encouragement. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to have John, Juan, and Jesse in that order. Amen. Amen. So y'all give them some praise. Amen. Amen, amen. How's everybody doing tonight? Hey, blessed, blessed. All right. I got two, two little objects, well, big options to me, but uh, I'm more of a visual man, so this might help out with the subject that I'm going to be, what God put in my heart. It's a pretty rock. I think it's kind of hard to see, but uh, it's pretty. guys can see that Plato but it's awesome amen uh, first off I just want to give God the glory for letting me be up here today you know this is this is this wouldn't be me a couple years ago and I know I've talked about that many a times but probably even months ago this is right here wouldn't wouldn't be me but I give God the glory for just giving me the opportunity to be here and putting a word in my heart that that he wants me to say and um <clears throat> And I did, I did want to thank Pastor for, for, a lot, for teaching us and showing us how to be, because waking up at 5 in the morning at men's discipleship, that was another getting me out of my comfort zone. And that was a big one for me, especially when I get out, go to work at 8 o'clock. So I was a three-hour, what, waking up early? But that was another thank you, Pastor, and thank you for lunches. You know, I know we've had lunches before, and that honestly means a lot to me. And I've shown me a lot. So thank you again, Pastor. Um, <clears throat> so if everybody can turn with me to Exodus uh, 3 and say amen when you get there. <clears throat> amen, amen. <clears throat> and I'm going to start out with a prayer. That's, um, we're going to pray and everybody pray with me for guidance and for what, however this service wants to go. Hey, let it be in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to be here, Lord. And thank you for getting us out of our comfort zone and using us, Lord, and placing our feet into solid ground, God. Just thank you for the things that you have done, and thank you for the things you will do in this service. We just guide this service, Lord, and just let your will be done, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. <clears throat> okay. So Exodus 3, 7. And the Lord said, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because they're, they're taskmasters. 
for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them up from the land of good and, and the large land to a land flowing with milk and honey to the place where Canaanites and Hittites and, and the Amorites and the Parasites and the Hevites, Hevites and the Jubicites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children Israel, of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression of which God or which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh and Pharaoh that you might bring my people and children of Israel out of Egypt. So many of us know that how the story went. Moses, he, God was speaking to Moses. He spoke to him through the burning bush that was, that was not being consumed with the flames. And, and just how God was using him. I mean, the main service, what I'm going to be t- talking about, it's going to be about being used. Just letting God use you. And I know that's, my, that's my biggest one just because I know where I came from. And I know that's my heart. That's where I, I know where I was at. And this is, so God, I think, put a strong, strong word on this one for me. Because the more and more I was reading about Moses and the things he kept saying to God, I was like, man, okay, that's me. You know, me, me Moses was how he was talking. Hey, God, I have a bad, uh, I can't, I'm clumsy with my words. Amen. That's me. I don't have the best English. I, most of y'all know uh, my words can just go left and right. Uh, but, but how God can use, and and how God was using Moses, it was it was awesome to see because where Moses would say to God, "Who am I? You know, who am I? To, who am I? To, who am I that I chose to go to go to Pharaoh and that I should go?" And that I should bring the children out of Israel, out of, out of Israel, out of Egypt. That you know that would be a, a hard one for me, just because I know, you know, if, if, especially if you're talking to a burning bush. You know, that's a hey, who's who's this for real? Is this really God? And I know God spoke to him and did did use him, but I think I would have been the same way, you know, and, and just like. Who am I? Who I'm just I'm just, I could just be a kid, you know. God can send us send us in different ways and just use us in different ways. But reality, you you would think, man, who am I? I'm I'm 26 years old. I came from Dallas. Who you know who's gonna really listen to me? And but how God was putting it, and then he God said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. And then Exodus 6, Exodus 6, 30, in the New Living Translations, it says, But Moses argued with the Lord, saying, I can't do this. I'm such a clumsy speaker. Why, why should the Pharaoh listen to me? Exodus 7, 1 says, so the, Lord, so the Lord said to Moses, See, I have, I have made you a God of Pharaoh. And and Aaron, your brother, shall be a prophet. So, in that, I took that as a God can, 
God can move the people around, around you, the situations that can be around you. He can, he can move the heart of somebody else around you. And just knowing that you, you are seeking God and you're, you're following his steps, then everything around you is going to be changing. And that's what, and that's what it's, it's awesome to know because, again, that was me. That was me. That was walking into the same, you know, when you, when you change your life around, you don't, you don't feel comfortable stepping into the same things that you used to step into. You know, you used to, now you're just like, okay, well, I can't be there no more, so let me see over here. And over here is 10 times different better. And it, no, it's 10 times better than how you were doing it back then. Amen. And then Exodus, Exodus 4.10 in the New Living Translation, it said, But Moses pleaded with God, Oh, Lord, I'm not even very good with words. I never have been. I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied with, any, with the words that I get, or with the words I get tangled. Then, then, then the Lord spoke, or as Moses. This one's a hard, this one's a good one. Yeah, I'll listen to this one. This one's an awesome one. I, I like this one. Then the Lord asked Moses, who makes the person's mouth? Who decides whether he speaks to the person or speak, people speak or do not speak, hear or do not, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? If it's, if it, is it not the Lord? That was me. I kept saying, I'm, I'm, I am a bad reader. I can admit that from day one. I, I'm not a great reader. My wife knows that, so that's, that's funny. Um, my speech isn't, isn't well. And that's when, that's when, that's when the, the devil can start coming at you like, man, are you, can you really get you? Or, I, don't think you can be, I don't think you can get you since your English isn't so well. You know, English is your second language. So how can you go out and talk to people and feel comfortable on the words that, that you're saying? And those are the doubts that, that he wants, he puts in you. But knowing that, you know, you're taking the right steps, hey, but God's going to move in those situations around you. That's, what it's, that's what's the awesome part about it. God will continue to move. It's like it's, we can, there's going to be a day where, we, I, man, we're going to be in all speaking the same language. Amen. Amen. There's no, no colors, no, no, no tallness, nobody's short. Everybody's going to be the same and awesome. Amen. <clears throat> but, yeah, um. I just want to say, man, God. I just want. I, I, reality. I just really want to thank God for allowing me to be up here. It's it's an awesome thing to be, to be even even being able to be able to preach and be able to say what He put in my heart. And this one, it, it was funny because it took it. It was a. It took me a while because it's my first time ever doing this. So it, I was staying up late. Oh, man, um, I was like, okay, this one. This one's good. This one's good. But. But it's awesome because I did learn. I did learn a lot, and I got so much out of this. The whole section, I was reading sections here, six sections here, and it's awesome that I was getting into it, and then I was getting changed by just reading this, and that's, that's what even, even got me better. And that's what I started thinking. I was like, okay, so how are we? How, how, how am I? How, how, are, how, are, are your, how are you yourself? You know, are you a hard rock? It's pretty. It's a nice, pretty rock, and if you really look at it, it's, it's shiny. It's it's my, and my little nephew brought me this from Oklahoma, but it's pretty. It's awesome. Or are you the are you the moldable kind? Or can you be can you be changed? Can God really play with you and just okay, okay? He's he's still he okay. He's seeking me, so let me do this for him. Let me see this, okay? Or wow, well, it's, it's a rock. 
This is it. This is it. This is, this is as far as he's going to go. But God, man, God, this is, and this is what God's doing with me right now. I'm not, I, I can't speak. I'm not, a, I'm not, I can't speak in front of a, lot, a crowd. I can't. But this is, this is the best part is that he's not just doing this for me. As long as you seek him, he will find you. Amen. As long as you seek him, you will, or you will find him. And just continue to open your hearts and just let him use you. And I just want to thank God. God's awesome. Amen. And God said, God said in his Bible that he is with you. Hebrews, Hebrews 13, 7 says, God, Jesus Christ is the same from yesterday, today, and forever. If he's with you over here in five weeks, he's still going to be with you right there. Any struggles that you're going with, that you're going to be going with, he's still with you. That's the awesome part about it. And I know I'm going to a lot of basics, uh, verses, but sometimes those are the ones that you got to, they just hit home run every single time, every single time. And everybody individually, um, and I was I was reading on I was reading on the on the uh, on the the hairs on your head, you know. And uh, Luke Luke twelve seven says, "But every hair, but every hair on your head are all numbered." Amen. Amen. They're all numbered. So everybody here is individually. Everybody here has different finger or di- finger finger uh, fingerprints. Amen. And yesterday I was I was I was getting my hair cut yesterday and I was while the barber was cutting my hair, I'm like, you know, God's over here pretty talking. He's talking. He's saying, Well, John, there goes your 2752nd hair over here, and then over here is this four thousand three hundred and hair. So he's really, he can really they're all numbered. Amen. Every hair is numbered. So his everything by the detail. God created us to for, 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 for something. That's what God put in your heart. Anything that he has for you, it's there. You know, God will use you. Amen. And again, and again, I know the battles that the devil tries to hit, that tries to go to us. He says on John 10, 10, and this is another famous verse. It says, the thief does not come to except to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. The devil wouldn't do everything and anything for you to stop, to give you all those doubts in your head and just be like, nah, you can't do this. Nah, you can't do that. Hey, stay over there, okay? How about you stay over there and, you know, you don't hang out with those people over there because, you know, don't do that. And so the devil tries to throw so many things at you, especially, and I know me and my wife, she can say that these last two months have been tough, tough, tough. You know, people getting sick here, you know, people... Um, our body's not even feeling well, and but I know those are attacks because these moments right here, my daughter started getting sick last night for no reason. There was nobody in our family was sick. Everybody was just, everybody's good. So last night at 3 in the morning, my daughter woke up. I said, how? How is this happening? But but I felt, man, it felt, felt like God just, hey, God, I felt that God would put that. He, I felt like the devil put that there just so he knows, oh, well, Hey, he's trying to get some. He's trying to get something over there. He's trying. He's he's about to start moving. So let me do something over here, so so I can distract him and not preach on that. But but I I'm here, <laughs> Amen. Now I'm here, and and God gets all the glory for that because He still got me out of. He's still He's still working on me. 
Uh, amen. And and again, this is not this is this is out of my comfort zone. Out of it. I'm I'm usually the hey, stay in the background. Okay. But God use if God used me. Like that song said this uh when we were just singing right now, and it was perfect because I was like, the Holy Spirit is for is here. He said, I give my I give myself away so you can use me. Amen. Amen. I give myself away so you can use me. And with everything going on in life, you know, and, and again, I was speaking about the devil, um, speaking on the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Isaiah 50, 54, 17. Hey, man, Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hey, man. Hey, well, let me read that one again. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. Amen. That's beautiful. So anything, anything that you're going to be going through, anything that you're, you're, you know you're going to be, especially if you're going to get used, you're going to see a lot, a lot of attacks right there. Isaiah 54, 17. It will not prosper. Amen. And my last verse, this, is, this will be my last verse, John 14, or 12, 26. If anybody serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, my servants will be also. If, anybody serve, if anyone serves me, my father will honor you, honor him. Only, only yourself and God know what your calling is. You, nobody's going to be able to put that in your heart and be like, hey, you're, you're calling to do this. No, you already know in your heart. All you got to do is just push. Let's open your heart. Let God seek you. And, or you seek God, and he will find, you will find him. Okay, just keep being used. Amen. So, again, yeah, this is it was a small message, but thank you guys for, let, for allowing me to be up here, you know, getting me out of my comfort zone. But <clears throat> and this is just, uh, and just, and just take this with y'all. This is, are y'all the rock, or are you the guys that can... As God's moving. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys. Love y'all. Amen. Good afternoon. How y'all doing today? I can't hear you. Okay, there we go. I got some excitement over there. Good job. Well, as you know, I'm going to start in a verse with a New Living Translation here. It says, Deuteronomy 30:19. Uh, it says, I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Now I call upon heaven and earth to witness the choice you make and, uh, and that you will choose life so that you might live. With that, I want to start with, you know, something that's, you know, the Lord has put something that in my heart that I went through. And basically, I need to talk about it because I need to bring it to light. Because it's basically bringing me down, and I, I just want to put it out there. But, you know, I want the title of my little message is, What Does the Bible Say About Suicide? You know, and something that dared to me that I, I'm not too proud of saying that I was, I attempted that stuff. You know, I attempted it twice. But God had a plan for me, for me, for me not completing it, you know, for fulfilling it. And he has a reason why he didn't let me do it. He didn't want to let me go. So 
you know, like a murder is, you know, is a sin. You know, basically it says it's one, of the, one of the commandments, you shall not murder. You know, and basically there's uh, people in the Bible that did commit suicide. You know, the seven people that followed through it was uh, Ahithophel, Saul, Saul's servant, Zemiri, Amalek, and Judas, and Samson. What all those people did, they were anointed by God at one point. They were, but they got too proud of themselves, and they just left God. It's basically the presence of God left them. So there's no security behind it. So they just fell into a deep depression and just went through it, you know. But, but there's some people in the Bible that says, you know, there was other people that thought about doing it. They had despairing. There was five people that were despairing to the point of death but didn't follow through, which was Solomon, Elijah, Jonah, Paul, and Jesus, you know. But why didn't they go through it? Because they were seeking the truth of God. They were seeking his help and the word. They were always seeking counsel from, you know, the godly people. You know, sometimes, you know, and another thing, though, I'm sorry, I'm just tripping over here, but, but the thing it was, I read, it was in Ecclesiastes 7.17, it says, do not be overly wicked nor be foolish why should you die before your time because we shouldn't be deciding when we die or we should take our own lives because God has the number of days you know and that's what we always think he wants us the life that he gave us is precious and we should you know live every life the way he wants us to live you know it's be I always be the light to somebody else Always be a friend, always be there just to support each other like we all should. You know, sometimes, you know, how today's, now the trend thing about suicide, oh, so-and-so passed away, oh, he was the reason why I lived, well, let me do it. That's not the way we should live life. Why are we going to depend on people's, you know, life that we should just end it? We shouldn't end it just because, you know. And um, another thing that I wanted to, another First, that I want to go into is First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen. Is uh, no temptations overtaking you, but such as in common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape, also that you will be able to endure it. So, I had a lot of chains, and you know, God is a chain breaker. You know, and basically what I was doing, I was always in a corner, in a dark corner, that I was always depressed. I was always mad at the world. But you know what? Since I came to this church, it turned my life around. You know, I got a lot of friends and that all helped me out. I was there for me. Pastor, I can't thank you enough. Like I said, you're, you're my spiritual father because I didn't have a father. You're always there for me and I can count on you for anything. Thank you. Thank you again. But, you know, like I'm saying, you know, God is always a, he's a chain breaking. Always, you know, you have to be, you're always like this and you're, the devil has a hold of you. And all you do is you, you got to believe in God because this is how you are. And with him, just to have the love of God, you just break it. You break all those chains. You got to do it. You got to break all the chains. 
You know, and the thing is, too, there's a quote here. Suicide does not end the chances of life, getting worse. Suicide eliminates the possibility of ever getting better. So please do not take the life that God's given you for granted. Always try to do more. Try to be a friend. Try to be the reason somebody else smiles. You know, you don't know what they're going through. You know, bullying is now is another thing that causes people to, oh, you know what, my life ain't worth it. And they just say, they talk bad about them, and they just want to, you know what, I can't deal with it no more. And they end it. It's a sensitive issue. And, and, and like I say, and I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that in front of everybody. But, you know, that's what I was going through. And, and I was in a bad place. And I, and I thank God that he saved me. So, and... Um, It just, I just can't thank him enough. I don't know what, like, like John was saying, I don't know what I would do. I don't know where I'll be right now. You know, I was sick most of the time. I was in a car crash. I didn't die. I was run over with my head, and, and I'm still here. You know, and I, 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 went through, I went through a lot. But, you know, like everybody here always goes through a lot. But, you know, God is always there for you. God is always there. He will, not, he will not leave you. He's always with you. He will always be with you. And you always got to pray to him. You know what I'm saying? You cannot, you cannot just, oh, God, he's not listening to me. Yes, he is. You just got to be prayed up. You got to talk to him. Have a relationship with him. The end is near, folks. The end is near. And you got to have a relationship with him. And you always, always got to be in the word. Okay? And... Um, But, you know, that's, that's another thing that I kind of hard to explain. But, but I just one, one other quote that I have here is that I'm just going to, you know, have uh, conclu- uh, ended here because it's a really touchy issue. And I don't want to, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to break down in front of y'all. But the thing is that the devil has a plot, but God has a plan for you. Okay. And again, you know, thank you for um, allowing me to speak in front of you. You know, it's hard. You know, like John said, it's, it's hard to be up here. But, you know, we got to do it someday, right? We got to be the light somewhere and we can, right? Thank God, we serve an awesome God that delivers anybody. Yeah. Well, my ver- mine is going to be called, it's, um, do not be deceived by the things of this world. Let's not be deceived. You know, I used to live a life also that, you know, now that I think about it, it didn't mean nothing. You know, I lived a life of, you know, drug addictions, a life of not caring about nobody else but myself, you know, being selfish, you know, not being the father that I, you know, that I was supposed to be. But, you know, three and a half years ago, God delivered me. You know, I gave my life to him. I cried out to him, and he heard my cries. You know, I'm not a perfect man, and I know that God's still working on me. I never will be, but I'm going to strive to be better because I know there's people out there watching. There's people out there that are, are, 
or see in my walk and see what, you know, what God can do for them. There's a lot of people out there that are lost, that are hungry, you know, but they're afraid to get out there and give their lives to God because they don't want to give up the things of the world. And that's how I was living. You know, there's people out there that are hungry. They're hungry. They, just, they want God, but they don't know where to go. So everybody's watching us. I got a verse out of Matthew. If y'all want to go there, it'd be 24, 3 through 13. You know, this world is coming to an end. I mean, I feel it. I'm a new believer. But, you know, everything that's going on, you know, rumors of wars, you know, hurricanes, earthquakes, you know, suicide. I mean, all kinds of things. You know, the devil's deceiving a lot of people. And, you know, you know, we need to be, the, you know, we need to be his church that stands up for those things, to be those encouragers for those kind of people. It says here, you know, the signs of the times and the end of the age, it says, on, on three, it says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things will be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of age. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass by the end, but the end is not yet. For nations will rise against nations, and kingdom against kingdoms, and there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and raise and deceive many, and become lawless with a bound. The love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. He's telling us right there, you know, that, People are going to get deceived. People are going to, you know, hate Christ. Or people are going to try to deceive you, you know, so you will, you know, so you'll fall into that trap. You know, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of people that, that say they believe, but they really don't. You know, and, and those are the people that are going to try to deceive you from your walk with Christ. So you got to press through those things and stay in prayer at all times. You know, God is with us, and he will not let that happen, but we've got to give him our heart. Uh, Colossians 2, 8. It says, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. And 18, it says, let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility. And worship angels. Intruding into those things which he has not seen vainly, puffed up by fleshly mind. I used to be that man. I used to be that type of person. And so those are the people that have not given their lives fully to God. The ones that are going to try to, like I was saying, going to try to, you know, deceive you, you know, or steal your, your walk from Christ. You know, we're, we all used to live prideful, but we need to be alert at this time. You know, we got family and friends that are still out there. And one thing that gets you, you know, I have family that's still, and still not saved, but, you know, I'm going to keep walking this walk. I'm going to keep walking this walk so they can see that God is real. He is real. You know, you know, we all have trouble with family also that's going to try to, 
you know, deceit you or try to, you know, you know, you know, call you to the side and, and you know, so you won't stop following Christ. And I got a family that, that still don't believe. They, they, they say they do, but they don't. And, and it's a hard walk because, you know, you, you know, you would think that, you know, as I was going through my addictions that, you know, I had everybody in my house at all times. Everybody was there with me partying, you know, all night long, just had everybody there. And then now that I give my life to Christ and, and totally changed my life, you know, where to be found. But that's the way it is, though. You know, like it says in his word that we're going to lose family. We're going to lose friends, you know, for his name's sake. But it's worth it. It's way worth it. Because kingdom is our, you know, heaven is our home. Okay, Ephesians 5, 6. It says, let no one deceive you with any empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the son of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. That means do not hang out with, you know, sinners or, or, you know, with family that, you know, you used to hang out with. You know, you got to keep walking the walk with Christ. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived by those things. You are not alone. You know, Christ is with us. Romans 16, 20. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine with your learn, which you learn and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly and by smooth words of flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf. But I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And do the God and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will be with you. Amen. You know, if we seek God and give him, give everything to him. You know, there's times, you know, we, you know, we don't need to be afraid of those things. You know, he is our strength. He has delivered us from those things. And, you know, we just got to know and understand that we can always look up to him and ask him for help. No matter where you're at, you can pray and you're anywhere. And he will get you through those things. You know, I'm not worthy to be here and I'm not worthy, but, you know, God will use the broken. God will use the broken in and lead you. Second Timothy, Timothy 3, 13 through 4. It says, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. You know, even those people that haven't gave their lives to Christ fully, they still have a chance. You know, all they have to do is repent of their sins and ask for forgiveness and he'll forgive them. You know, a lot of people are out there cold, you know, just trying to, you know, live their fleshly, you know, their, their fleshly, I mean, you know, just living their own lives in the flesh and, and not really seeing the bigger picture that we see. So we need to continue, you know, keep fighting and keep showing them that, you know, this life that we're walking is not just a, a, a motion, you know, we're not just going through the motions. You know, it's real and, and you know, we got, we got a, another home. 2 Corinthians 6.14, this is a hard one. You know, this is hard for me when I first got saved. You know, I wanted to go out and tell everybody about Christ, what he's done in my life. I want to tell them how he delivered me and all that, but it don't work that way. You know, there's times you got to take baby steps, and then God will put you in their path, you know, when you least expect it. But it says, 2 Corinthians 6.14, do not be equally yoked 
together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with uh, Belia, Belia? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? I'm going through this kind of fast. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you know, there's another thing. You know, we can also deceive ourselves also. It's not just, you know, other people or, you know, or, or what's going on in the world, you know, the earthquakes, hurricanes, whatever it may be. You know, we can all be deceived by our own thoughts also. So there's times in our lives that we pray to God to get us out of a situation or a struggle. But we feel him far away as if he was not there. You know, why are we doing, you know, what are we doing? Are we really seeking him with all of our hearts? Are we really just looking up to him? Whenever we're going through a situation, or are we seeking him all the time? You know, um, when, when I've been through this before and I've done this before, you know, I would just look up to God whenever I needed something. And, you know, he, he wouldn't hear my prayer, you know. And, and finally, you know, when I totally gave my heart to him, I mean, it, it's still his timing through everything. But he's always there. He's, you know, when you feel far away from God, he's, he's working on you. He's working on that situation. Are we thanking him daily? For the things that he has already given us, for the things that he has done, done for us, for the deliverance of drug addictions of mine, of my you know, walk. And, you know, are we thanking him for, for a job? Are we thanking him for the things of life that he has given us? You know, do we ever thank him for those things? You know, we are not perfect and we would never be perfect. But we sure can strive to be a better person, you know, than we were before. We have been made new by the blood of Jesus. The day, the day that you cried out to God and he heard your cry, that is the day that he delivered you from those things. So do not be deceived of your own, you know, fleshly desires of your own thoughts, you know. It's a battle. It's a mind battle for me. I mean, a lot, a lot of, you know, my walk, that was my main thing, that it was, I always felt like I wasn't perfect. I wasn't good enough. You know, as I read this word, I know that it's not how it is. You know, it's not that, you know, we, you know we'll never be perfect, but we can, you know, keep doing better, but. That's the thing that I had in my mind all the time. Like, you know, God, I'm not worthy to even be up here. I'm not worthy to, to follow you. And that was the, the, the devil, the enemy, trying to deceive me. I skipped through a bunch of my notes, but glory be to God. <laughs> okay, 2 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Do not, okay, do you not know, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covenants, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but but, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. You know, and through all the situations that we go through, through all the things that we have done, you know, God is still there for us. He's still there with wide, arms wide open, just, just waiting for us to seek him, just waiting for him to, waiting for us to, to call out to him. That's the kind of God that we serve a mighty God, that no matter where you're at in your walk or, or what you did, you know, he has forgiven us for those things. We got another one. It's Matthew 24, 36 through 44. It says, but of the day and the hour, no one knows, 
not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as if the days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving marriage, until the day of Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field, and one will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding in the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you did not expect." We gotta be ready at all times, church. We gotta be ready and you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Seek God more. You know, He is there for us at all times. I mean, that's I keep on saying that over and over and over, but He's there for us and He's got me through so many situations that it, it was Him. If it's only Him. Okay, the, the couple I got two more verses and then I end. In Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. It says, The whole armor of God. Finally, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the wills of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done it all to stand, God, God is telling us to put on the whole armor, to be ready, to be watching, to be alert, to not to be deceived of the things that are happening around us. Let's stay focused on God. Let's keep pressing through. You know, we need to be encouragers here also for each other. You know, we're just not walking our, our walks alone. You know, but God is there for us, and we need to encourage, you know, each and one of us. There's times that, you know... You feel like someone's talking about you or whatever it may be. You know, you know, just block those things out, you know. Just keep pressing through. Keep pressing through. God will get you through any situation that you're in. My last verse is one of my favorite ones, and it's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path straight. That's the hope that we have. Keep seeking God, and he will make our path straight. Regardless of the people that we used to be, it's all over now. Let's press through and look forward to what he has ahead for us. Let's be there for each other. Be encouragers. You know, have God's heart. You know, help him. You know, pray to him and ask him to give you that help, to change you. If you're going through any situation, if you have anger in your heart, suicidal thoughts, God will get you to those things. With all those things said, we can all bow our heads, close our eyes with no one looking. The question that I have for you tonight, you know, it don't matter what you've done in life. It doesn't matter the things that you have done to hurt other people. But tonight, you know, you might have been going through a situation where you feel alone 
a situation that you feel like you will not be able to get out of, get out of, just know that God can get you through those things. Whatever it may be, the question that I have for you tonight is, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, if you have never asked him into your heart, if you could please raise your hand, I want to pray with you. Thank you. God sees your heart. You might be a person that you may have, I don't know, talked about other people or you may feel like you were a stumbling block for other people or, or you feel like, you know, God's far away from you, that he's not moving in your life. That you pray out to him, you cry out to him, he don't answer that prayer. Maybe your heart's not right. But it's okay because there's hope tonight. There's hope. God is there for you. And he would get you through those situations. To whatever you're facing in life, he is there with you. All he's asking is for you to give your life to him. You know, Jesus loves us the way we are. No matter what we do in life, no matter what we've been through, God loves us. He is there for us. You know, he's the king above all kings. We thank you, Jesus, for this night that you have given us, Father. Everybody can stand. If anybody raised their hand and they didn't come up here, I want to pray for you. or whatever you may be going through. Uh, if y'all want to come up, pray. For any, for any situation, y'all can come up here if y'all like.